Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of Better Business Bureau Serving Western Ontario. Well, Happy New Year, Linda. And Happy New Year to all of you who have tuned in this morning. We look forward to another year of working with businesses that have made a commitment to integrity and ethical business practices, and with consumers who look to the Better Business Bureau so they can make better informed decisions about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. And over the past year, more than 250,000 visited the BB website for information like that. The new year always motivates us to make a fresh start as we open up the new calendar. This morning, we will talk with experts who will help you mark that calendar with the day you quit smoking and with dates you are going to get to the gym. And those dates reflect healthy resolutions for 2019. And speaking of resolutions, we have some later on the program. We have a few suggestions for resolutions that will make 2019 a year that will reduce your chances of becoming a victim of fraud or identity theft. But right now, let's head to the gym. We welcome Melissa Maloney, Senior Divisional Manager for London Good Life Fitness, to the show. To Ask BBB, good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Melissa, we know a lot of people will make that resolution to get fit, but a lot will lose that resolve within a month or so. Why do you think that happens? I think with resolutions, people go in with an end result goal in mind and not necessarily the plan or the steps that it'll take for them to be successful. And so it's easy to get lost in the when the journey doesn't quite go as planned right from the start. So do you think they have set uh, too big an, uh, an objective? I don't think it's necessarily too big of an objective. I think a lot of the times when people come into the gyms, they're, they they know what they want. They know where they want to finish, um, but they haven't really thought through how are they going to fit the changes into their lifestyle that it'll take. And then when without that plan, things can go off course really easily. Life happens and then they fall off course quickly and it goes away from there. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that plan. What are some of the suggestions as to how to get started then? I think one of the things that people need to think about right from the start is goal number one, if you're a non-exerciser or a returning exerciser looking to get back to the gym, is you have to decide how many days a week are you looking to work out. Step one, accomplish that. So if it's two times a week, if it's three times a week, goal number one is figuring out how do you fit those visits in? Because if you can consistently fit the visits in, no matter what you do when you're there, you're going to be farther ahead than if you don't get there at all. And so how do people who have those successful exercise routines and decide on that stay motivated? I think it's about finding your thing. So there's not a right way to exercise. It really is about what you're going to enjoy, what is going to keep you motivated. So if you're doing an activity that really feels like work every single time, it's maybe try something else because there should be something there that you can connect with in a way that brings you some kind of joy and motivation. So what, what should we do in, in terms of uh, setting goals? What are, are some of the things we should consider? I think when you're looking at setting a goal, it's always good to set, to have that end result goal. One of the things I recommend, though, is not necessarily setting an end result goal that is based on physical side of things and like losing weight or um, getting a six pack or something like that, because that's something that can go away even if you've accomplished it once. Mm. I always recommend try to set a goal that's an accomplishment-based goal that you'll always have that win. So running a 5K or maybe participating in one of the mud runs or something being able to 
chase your kids up a hill. Something <laughs> that you can feel good about no matter what happens because even when other stuff gets in the way, you'll still know I did that before and that keeps you going. But when setting those goals, do you think some of us have uh, expectations of instant results or instant gratification that aren't realistic? We definitely live in a world of instant gratification and uh, it it's going to take time. Usually three months, six months before people really start to see results. So it's when you think about not that end result of I want to lose 20 pounds, but instead look for those small wins. Look for do you feel better in the morning? Are you sleeping better at night? Do you have more energy? Those things that are actually more meaningful to your life and to your overall wellness, when you start to find those mini wins as you go along, it'll help you reach that three and six month mark where you'll really start to see the physical changes. Melissa, you said overall health and more and more studies come out and tell us that even the smallest bit of exercise is going to improve your overall health. Maybe maybe the resolution is just to get to the gym. If that's the goal, if I could just get to the gym each day. Honestly, I say all the time that it people, I think, sometimes put, set really high expectations around what they're going to do. And truly, if you come into the gym and walk on a treadmill for 10 minutes or do jumping jacks for 10 minutes, you're going to accomplish more than sitting on your couch. So small <laughs> steps will always get you bigger results. What are some of the things we should consider when selecting a gym? I would say, number one, figure out the time of day you're going to exercise and how it will be the most convenient for you. So if you're going to exercise during your lunch hour, then find a gym that's near your work. If you're going to, if you know that you've got a bit of a drive to get to the gym, where's that going to fit in? Because again, getting there is the biggest step. So first, figure out that step and then look for things that have options. If you don't know what you like in a gym, going to a, a place that is really limited in terms of services might not be the best thing to do. So look for places that have options, try some things out. Most places will give you a pass, like take a trial and and just experiment around until you find something that you think you can do repeatedly. Of course, we recommend that you check out the BBB website when you're uh, going to select a gym. Are there things that we should understand when we sign up with a fitness club like Good Life? Um, yeah, I think definitely. When you're signing up for a gym, there's most most places are going to have contracts. So I would always say make sure you understand the, the details of those agreements um, and understand if there's additional fees, if there's annual fees, things like that. But I would also look for um, small things like are there, um, what are your, if you travel, can you put it on hold or can you use other locations? Is there options? Because again, fitness is really about fitting it into your lifestyle. So anything that can create an inconvenience is an easy excuse to not exercise. (laughs) So if you can find something that gives you a lot of flexibility, that would be the best way that I would recommend going. Well, Melissa, we want to thank you very much for coming in on this uh, brand new year and giving us Some ideas that we might be able to get fitness into our routine for 2019. I hope everybody does. Thank you. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Melissa Maloney, who is Senior Divisional Manager for London Good Life Fitness, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We're going to take a short, short break, and when we return, we'll butt out. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau, serving Western Ontario. Well, we are still wishing everybody a happy new year. I think the traditional wish is for a happy and prosperous new year filled with good fortune and good health. 
And there is abundance of proof that good health is more likely if you're a non-smoker. Mark Twain said, quitting smoking is easy. I've done it a thousand times. This morning, we have some help for those who want this to be the year they really quit smoking. Deb Schaefer, owner of Back in Motion, joins us to discuss their smoking cessation program. Welcome to Ask BBB, Deb. Thank you, Linda, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, First, Deb, let's talk about the smoking addiction and why it is so difficult to stop. The smoking addiction is actually a combination of two addictions, emotional and the physical. Um, And interestingly, the emotional is much stronger than the physical. So at Back in Motion, we address both of those addictions, uh, which is why we have such a high success rate. So why do people think it's so difficult to stop then? Because that's what we've been told forever. And then a lot of times, and most methods of quitting smoking do not address the emotional addiction. Once you've got that addressed and have some understanding about why you became addicted, it's really easy to break it. So what's what's the biggest motivator for those who want to quit and who come to Back in Motion for help? Um, it's one of our questions that we ask. Uh, health is up there, but that's a big one. Health, children, family, money. Uh, I think the biggest one, though, is freedom. Because mm-hmm. if we're a smoker, we are so limited in the choices that we make. And often when people come back to us afterwards, they're just really thrilled with the freedom they have in their lives. So is that where you start, is talking about why you started smoking and those kinds of questions? Uh, so how, what's the process when you come to Back in Motion? Um, the first thing we do, Jim, is once you make your appointment, we email you out a questionnaire and some instructions prior to coming in. And the questions on the questionnaire are to get into why you became addicted and what it is that you really think you love about smoking. It's partly for us, but mostly for the client because it really helps them understand their addiction. Once they come in, we have a conversation that lasts about a half an hour. And during that conversation, we help them understand what's underlying as well as then give them tips and tools uh, to not only stay smoke-free initially, but to stay smoke-free permanently. Once we've finished our conversation, uh, we use the laser. It's uh, just light, so it's nothing scary. And we use it on the acupressure points for addiction. So is laser therapy something people look to after trying other cessation methods, or is that something they can try try right off the bat? Um, It works really well right off the bat. I find uh, as our reputation in the city and the area grows, we're now more and more the first choice for people to quit smoking. Uh, just how does the laser therapy work? Um, you know, it seems Hocus almost Pocus. like magic. Yeah, it does. It, it, uh, how, how does it work? What does it do? We use the laser, which is really just light therapy, to activate acupressure points on your ears, hands, and face for addiction. Um, some of the points that we activate are lung points, um, Obviously, to help clearing out the lungs, liver points, uh, addiction points, many, many relaxation points. What that does is it's a very, very relaxing treatment, as well as it starts to release the endorphins that mimic the endorphins when we are released. How long does the treatment take? Your first treatment will take approximately an hour, uh, give or take, depending on our conversation. Uh, The laser part of it is about 20 minutes. You said your first treatment. So how many treatments does it take then? 
You walk out after your first treatment smoke-free. What we found over the years is if a client comes back within the first 24 to 48 hours, we redo the treatment. It gives us a chance to see if they've had any challenges, help them to address it, as well as it just cements the process. We do the whole treatment all over again, and that really helps them to sail on smoke-free forever. So, Deb, for some people, when they walk out after that first treatment, their cravings for cigarettes are gone? Yes. That's that's uh, rather incredible. And that, But if it, it isn't, then they can come back for uh, that second session. Or how many sessions could they come back for? We like them and very strongly encourage them to come back for that second session because the endorphins that are released with the laser treatment last 24 to 48 hours. Sometimes it takes a little longer than that for the nicotine to leave the body. So if they come for the two treatments, we're really assured that that will get them over the physical withdrawals. We then offer two additional treatments, which make a total of four, for the client to use over the next six months. So if they have any struggles, any challenges, anything comes up, we just ask they call us and come in and let us help them. So does this work for everyone? And what's the success rate? Our success rate is really quite high. It's uh, judging by the clients that are coming back or not coming back, it's actually close to 90%. And your question, does it work for everyone? Interestingly, the heavy, heavy long-term smokers are often our easiest clients because they now know it doesn't do anything good for them and they can really feel the effects. The most difficult client and one I really have to be talked into trying to treat as the teenager or the young 20-something because at this point they don't see any negatives and I find them very challenging to treat successfully. So what is the cost of uh, laser therapy like this? Uh, it's $325 plus HST, so three sixty-seven twenty-five, which is less than the cost of smoking for a month. I was going to say, if you do a little bit of math and figure out uh, uh, how much you would spend on it, what about side effects? The only real side effect would be if we were to shine the laser in your eyes. So to to that effect, we make sure that you wear glasses and we keep the laser away from your eyes. Another uh, side effect we've heard people talk about is they just feel very drowsy, very relaxed. They may go home and, and sleep. Not always. Um, yeah, those are the main ones. Deb, uh, many people gain weight when they quit smoking. Is that the same case with laser therapy as well? It could be. Um, One of the reasons that we gain weight when we quit smoking is because while we are smoking, nicotine in our body increases our heart rate, increases our blood pressure, increases our metabolism, but in a negative way. Uh, We give you some exercises to do to help offset that when you come to us, as well as um, some of the points that we do with with the laser are weight loss points. So together with our coaching and the weight loss points, that's not necessarily going to happen. So this year, 2019, could be the year you quit smoking. Deb Schaefer, thank you very much for being with us on Ask BBB this morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Deb Schaefer, who is the owner of Back in Motion, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you search laser therapy. And we'll return in a moment to talk about New Year's resolutions. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Happy New Year, everybody. We are just a few days into 2019. We always say, when do we stop saying Happy New Year? I usually go for a week or two. So 
And it's time now, I guess, Linda, now that we're five days in, to ask, how are the New Year's resolutions going? We make a lot of resolutions that involve dieting and physical fitness. We spend a lot of time on our computers and personal devices hooked up on the Internet, shopping, banking, paying bills, and exchanging information. So maybe it would be a good plan to make some resolutions that will protect our fiscal fitness as well. You know, we remind people all through the year to protect their personal information and their financial information, but maybe this is a good time uh, to make a solid resolution that will reduce your chances of becoming a victim of fraud or identity theft in the new year 2019. You have a list of some of the resolutions that we might consider, Linda. These are all things we've suggested throughout the year on the program, so you might already have heard them uh, in our programming throughout the year. So as we go through the list, we can check them off as something we've already done or something we will resolve to do. First, check your credit report for free by requesting a copy be mailed to you from either Equifax Canada or TransUnion. Review it closely for errors and report any inconsistencies you see. Checking your credit report helps you catch signs of identity theft early. Is there anything we can do about those pesky telemarketing calls? A good resolution for that is to sign up for the Do Not Call Registry. Simply search it. Uh, search for Do Not Call Registry for the link in the website, or you can call 866 580 3625. This should reduce the number of telemarketing calls you receive at home. You can also register your cell phone number on this list, but keep in mind this won't stop those scam phone calls as scammers do not buy call lists from legitimate sources. And if the call is coming from abroad, that won't be stopped either by the Do Not Call Registry. Linda, is there something we should be doing in the new year with our financial records? A new year is a good start for good financial habits. Dispose of older bank and credit card statements, expired credit cards, and unwanted credit card solicitations securely by shredding them with a cross-cut paper shredder. What else should we be doing to protect our personal information? Make a resolution to never respond to phone calls or emails asking to verify your personal information. Your bank, your credit card provider, the CRA, none of these organizations will call or email asking for your confidential information. They already have it on file. Resolved. So, how can we protect that, though? Secure or lock sensitive personal documents around your home, especially if you have roommates, employ outside help, or ha are having work performed in your home. Don't store credit card numbers or other financial information on your smartphone or tablet. Add a passcode lock or security password on your smartphone or tablet. Uh, what should we be doing when we're in public when it comes to these kinds of transactions? When using public Wi-Fi connections, don't make any purchases, do any online banking, or share any sensitive personal information. Public means public, and fraudsters are known to frequent Wi-Fi hotspots and sometimes even set up hotspots of their own. Always verify the network before accessing it. Yeah, and more and more of our lives are online each year. What should we promise ourselves in 2019 to protect our reputations on social media? Change your email and social media passwords and beef up your security by creating hard-to-crack passwords and employing two-factor authentication wherever possible. Choose passwords that are easy for you to remember but difficult for others to guess. 
incorporate a combination of numbers, capital letters, and symbols. Avoid using the same password for all of your accounts and never share your password with anyone else. Well, we've talked about two-factor authentication before, but, but just what is that, Linda? Two-factor authentication is becoming more and more common. It's where you receive an email or text with a code to type in before you can log into a site like Facebook or the Apple Store. It adds an additional layer of security beyond your traditional password settings. Well, Linda, the holidays are over, so we should give back in 2019. What's a good resolution for charitable giving? After the holidays are over, it's a good time to donate your time or money. But you want to make sure your time is spent on a deserving charity and your money is going to good use. If you receive an offer or solicitation, research the company or charity for free with Better Business Bureau at bbb.org or give us a call at 519-673-3222. Well, Linda, even though we're now nearly a week into the new year, it's not too late to set some new standards for ourselves with these resolutions. And that's our time for Ask BBB for this first time of the new year. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.